Zoe's watching Top Gear Maverick downstairs, uh, and I can hear it. Hopefully, do you mean Top Gun Maverick? I was hoping it was Top Gear Maverick. (laughs) Sorry, James James May joins an elite squadron of dickheads. Uh, He already did that. Yeah, well, they're just dickheads. I wouldn't call them an elite squadron of them. Well, in terms of (laughs) dickheadedness, they are elite. Yes, absolutely. All right, then. Could you call them a squadron? If your profession is to be a dickhead, I mean, they're pretty elite at that. Google's how what how many to define a squadron? How many I should put planes? How many aircraft? Twelve to twenty-four. Few saved by uh, Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. I'm going to do the first half of the episode, and then you can do the second half, Nick. What? Because the second half is a little part of everything. Oh, is that what we're doing? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Crossover time. Wow. That's why you. That's why. Like, oh my god, we had we discussed this. We said we were doing a crossover episode where we talk about games, and then we we were going to watch something video game related each. Like, (laughs) I I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah, and then Gur suggested. Gur said, "Why don't we watch something that's video game related, and then watch Junior Bake Off?" (laughs) On. On kind of, uh, in my defence, I did put shit up that said, "Why do we watch these?" And you, and somebody went, and I think it was you. We don't have the time. No, we didn't have the time to set homework for each other. I just picked oh, something right. well, random. I just found a video game then. movie that happened to be available to stream for free online, and I watched it. I watched this fucking film because you said watch video game related stuff. <laughs> so I watched an Uwe Boll movie <laughs> for you. Google And you watched Junior Bake Off and had a lovely time. I did actually. Video game movies. Bear with me. See if I can just remember one that I've seen. It's too late now. It's ruined. It's ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> It's ruined. That's, like, that's a middle-class toddler's name, isn't it? I can't believe you've ruined it already. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Welcome to episode 221 of Lapsed Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and this is not a Half-Life special episode like we promised. Oh, no. uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, that episode is has had to be postponed. So uh, we're doing something different tonight. We're doing a crossover episode. Uh, we're doing an, uh, a Lapsed Gamer Radio cross a little pod of everything. And so joining me tonight is the host of that podcast, Mr. Nick Case. Hi, and one of the one of the co-hosts is that what we're called? I don't know of that podcast, Mister Gare Williams. Good evening. Now, Gare, um, uh, we played uh, uh, um, Among Us the other week. We did, uh, and it was it was very funny. Uh, I had a really good time. Um, but something that I've like I picked up on before, but I've now been like rattling around the back of my head ever since is the way that. Baby Dave pronounces your name. Now, 
Is that the correct mm. way to pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Or, so now, if I was to pronounce your name that way, would that be more amenable? Would you be more amenable to that? Or would that be like when like English people don't like insist on pronouncing foreign towns by the correct pronunciation and sound a bit pretentious? Basically, would you prefer us like that? Or would it come across a tad racist the way that we attempt it? Yeah. Okay. Would so, it sound like we were culturally appropriating no. North Welsh culture? No, because it's basically uh, okay. Uh, the easiest way to explain the difference is uh, inflection, right? So everybody says, right? Welsh people and English people say my name in exactly the same play, in exactly the same way. It's where they place the inflection that matters. So Welsh people will, most Welsh words, the inflection is the start of the word. Right, so my name would be Geraint in Welsh, so it's on the it's mm-hmm. a hard G. Uh, and then in English, most words have the inflection coming in later on in the word. So English people call me Geraint. So mm. it's up to you. I've I'm not never fa- said the whole of your name. I've only ever said the first three letters. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I try to explain how my name should should sound because lots of people call me Ger. Which like it. That's how I say it. That's right. also how I say it. But Davey, baby Dave was calling you Gare. Yeah. Because it's 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 short for Geraint, so it's Gare. Yeah. Gare. Not Gur. Gur. To be fair, I still like the way that Colin pronounces your name. How does Colin pronounce it? Remind me. Okay. He used to say like Geraint. <laughs> I was I was uh I remember when I used to kind of uh write in and uh tweet uh La- uh, I was going to say Laps Gamer, but it wasn't. His last save loaded in it, and he used to call me Jerry. Mm. And that, and I even <laughs> even if I just changed my name in the in the description, he'd call me uh, Jerry's been on uh, been tweeting at us. I was like, oh god. I used so, to love how yeah. Colm would always read out the emojis, how Microsoft Word would would read it. <laughs> Do you remember that in Last Save Loaded, where someone put a smiley face and it'd be like character with smiley face emoji. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was showing me his um his new skin on his uh, Steam Deck. I love the Steam Deck. Oh right, okay. Is. I'm really glad you finished mm-hmm. that sentence. Mm-hmm. He's not kind of a serial killer or any kind of internet perv. Just skin <laughs> for his collection Steam Deck. of skins. <laughs> <laughs> Columns like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Just goes the lost on the skin. Just goes around the uh, local baths looking for. Verrucas that have floated off somewhere. Oh. All right, okay, this is getting out of hand. Um, right, so as a um, a crossover episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what video games we've been playing, and then we'll I'll hand over the reins to Nick, who is the host of a little pod of everything, and we will talk about some uh, <clears throat> video game related visual entertainment that we have enjoyed that wasn't video games. Uh, as that was the the um, that was the brief, that was the brief as set by Gare. No, I'd, yes, I'd, no. I said I have. Set te- a true, I have. It's true. I have homework. Is what you, you said it in homework. You said it in Discord. Homework. I've got the receipts. Homework is what I said. He's quickly, he's quickly going no. into Discord and deleting all of the messages. Deleting. No, no, I don't. I'm quite It'll just go. be a lot of message deleted by user, <laughs> message deleted by user. <laughs> I find that highly offensive. How do you do that anyway? <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right. Um, (laughs) Video games, first of all, then. Uh, Gare, what have you been playing recently? Uh, I have been playing. um, I'm kind of stuck in a loop at the moment. It's a nice, happy loop because it's, it's very easy an easy look to be stuck in because i'm playing on the pc i'm playing american truck simulator and on the steam deck uh, i'm playing i'm addicted to playing moonlighter Um, very good yeah so it's thoroughly enjoyable american truck simulator as everybody knows uh you Mm -hmm. pretend to be um somebody who's very keen on yorkie but the american version of yorkie and um is there a difference i assume so american chocolate shite so I'm assuming an American That's true, yeah. I don't know who owns Yorkie. Uh, Nestle. Is it like is it a Mars property or no, it's it's the horrific company that is Nestle. Oh right, okay. Well maybe it is different chocolate then. I don't know. Um anyway, yeah, so I've been uh, getting one uh, one arm suitably sunburnt in the American uh, West. Um as I hightail it down uh, various highways and byways delivering uh, anything from concrete and lumber up to massive excavators because I keep uh, I'm, I'm trying to be very good at the moment I have deleted Twitter I've deleted Instagram and TikTok so the only thing I've left is Facebook which is just a, a cesspit is that why so, you're not responding to any of my um, Instagram <laughs> messages probably I just deleted it because I realised that I was spending far too much time on it, which is why I'm totally enjoying Moonlighter because it means I get to play more of that. Anyway, um, yeah, thief of time and all that. Um, but I spend far too much time now scrolling CD keys, uh, G2A and uh, Steam on a daily basis looking for deals, preferably on American Truck Simulator so I can move some interesting cargo around. Um, and then what, On the DLCs? Yeah. Because yeah. they're like only a couple of quid each, so um, yeah, 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 they're regularly on sale as well. Yeah, so I'm waiting on the only two I really need are Colorado and Texas because that's just a whole new game in itself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I love it. It's it's very chill, um, and I have my driving wheel courtesy of Baby Dave, um, which is great. Um, apart from the fact that I have to unplug it and plug it back in and reset all the settings every time I play the game, which is a bit of a pain. Mm. And then, um, yeah, and Moonlighter, which is on the Steam Deck, which um, I picked one up. Uh, I got, I sold my PS5 to Baby Dave, which was great for both parties involved. We were both mutually happy. Um, and I, a couple of days before, uh, I nipped into our local PC repair shop for something for work, uh, and the guy there went, uh, he had something on his desk, and it was like, is that a Steam Deck? And he went, it is. Do you want to go? And he handed it straight over and I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on the Steam Deck and it ran incredibly smoothly <coughs> at about 60 frames a second apparently so I was told um, mm. and that day I went out and ordered one and I've been very happy with it ever since played loads of little games which is kind of I got bored playing uh, third person action games on the Playstation which is why I spent far too much money getting a PC so I could play loads of different games um, and the Steam Deck's great because I can play those same games while I sit and watch crappy telly with my wife on the sofa of an evening. So I put already a couple of dozen hours into Moonlighter, just tossing about. It's great. Thoroughly enjoyable, thoroughly recommended. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only Moonlight two is an incredible game. Um, played a lot of Moonlighter on the Switch. And, yeah, um, same. It's real good. I, I think I picked that up when I was going on a... Uh, went on a little uh, trip up north. Um, they were all staying in a cottage. It was just a proper good game, just in the evening. Put your feet up and play for a few hours. Um, really fell down the rabbit hole of the management sim side of it, like... Finding like the perfect price point for selling all of your your yep. items. And you get that um, specific specific smiley face. That's great. That yeah. Um, speaking of rabbit holes, though, have you fallen down the rabbit hole of um, <clears throat> American Truck Simulator sim rigs? I hmm. I was watching a guy the other day uh, when I should have been working, and I thought oh, I'm going to have twenty minutes of cup of tea and watch some American Truck Simulator. Uh, mm-hmm. And this guy had. Not quite the one that you've shown me previously, but the guy had a box in the corner and he, he had his wheel and he was driving. He had his huge shifter. Yep. <laughs> and then he ha- he just had a box in the corner and it had kind of triangular yellow and red buttons in the bottom. And I was thinking, I like American Truck Simulator. This is going a little bit too deep even for me. I've looked at those button boxes. They're about 200 quid. Okay. I'd say yeah. that, saying as the well, man, it's a, it's a lot of money just for a just for a box with some switches on it. Yeah, I, they're nice switches. There's like an ignition key, and there's like those ones where you have to like flip a little plastic cap up, and then there's the switches underneath, which I'm pretty sure trucks don't have. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I, some people spend a stupid amount of money on it. I was looking at rigs the other day, and I discovered that Leeds University have a Euro Truck Simulator rig set up. I don't know why, um, but it's like you sit in the cab of a of a lorry. It's like there's a cut-down, like, lorry cab uh, that's been turned into, like, the sim rig, and, like, the screens are on the windscreen and on the, the windows on the, the door, mm. which is pretty amazing. I don't know why a university has this setup i haven't looked into that i just looked at the pictures and thought it was very cool it says um, here they uh they have it because of um realistic performance for undertaking advanced human factors research investigations so they want to know like about driver behavior, to driver up, behavior human machine interaction <laughs> driver situational awareness vehicle handling characteristics and road layout slash design that sounds like someone, uh, some research department there was like, what excuse can we come up mm. with for building the most elaborate truck simulator rig that we can think of? Yeah, basically. Um, it's impressive, though. They, see, they seem to just like let people in it so they can figure out how to make roads safer and better for trucks by the look of it. But like you right. say, um, yeah. yeah. I think the I went to University of Hull, um, and they have um, Formula One simulators. Right. Um, these days, they didn't when I was there, but oh, they look pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Talking about falling down rabbit holes, I put a pair of you to blame for this. Is one of the reasons why I had to uninstall Instagram, is because um, I started, you know, when you go, oh, sim racing. I wonder what this is like, and then you watch <laughs> one video, and then you get a million more. And I just fell down. Yeah. I have no, well, I have a, a vague interest in sim racing. Um. And then I was just, I made the mistake of going, 
why don't you get why don't you have a look at this and i would send you videos of these um absolute megalomaniacs with untold wealth who would fit three 75 inch monitors and make it look like a car and i was like mm -hmm. that that just ended up being basically my entire instagram that and pizzas um there's, so I, I there's had people to out there who've spent like you know 50 100 grand on sim rigs because so i'll have like the, the the whole where the whole rig is mounted on hydraulics three ways like as well leans and yeah. bumps and shakes and and whatnot and um you know a ridiculous number of like oled 4k screens and uh the, the top of the range wheel hubs and wheels and pedals and every, all that shit and that, like it all adds up to a ridiculous price it's yeah so i blame you two for making me have yeah. to turn off instagram entirely well, like those are um like a sim rig if you spend loads and loads of money on a really expensive racing sim rig there's quite a lot of games you can use that for mm -hmm. I, i've i've got like a i've got a real respect for someone who spends a lot of money making a like really expensive bespoke rig to play one game like that guy you were alluding to earlier the one who built the american truck simulator rig and he got the entire dashboard steering wheel a center console gear shift and everything out of like a peterbilt truck and made a sim rig out of it um it's like and then like huge screens in front and to the side uh a, a driver's seat and a passenger seat from the truck as well um and then like connected everything up just with uh, connected all the switches up so they would work in the game to 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 play one video game that's it it's like you've really got a you've got to really love american truck simulator to do that i mean um i kind of respect it yeah that's a lottery win and then what you're doing this weekend i'm gonna i'm gonna blow 20 grand yeah. on a on this just to play one game for a couple of weeks and then yeah. get up again like i've always liked <laughs> for some weird reason um uh controllers that are like built for very very specific things like do you remember um what was the is it steel battalion or whatever it was like the walking tank video game there's oh, one yeah. um they brought one out on 360 that worked with connect and it was a bit meh but like the one before that i think came out on original xbox had like a gigantic controller for it that only worked with that one game or you get like people who buy um you can get uh either thrustmaster or logitech one of the two make like bespoke um control setups for farming simulator mm. that are designed just for like driving tractors and that's it you can't really use them for anything else it's just for for that they're the ones or, that like, come with um, massive button boxes don't they with all the buttons yeah for the truck for the tractor yeah 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 those ones or you can get like um uh like a, a yaw setup so instead of like a stick and um a yoke setup, sorry. So instead yeah. of like a stick and a and a uh, throttle that you can use for like lots of different flight simulator things, it's like a one that's like for commercial aircraft that you can only really use in flight simulator. You can't really use them in like a combat. You know, you can't use it. You can't really use that to play like Star Wars squadrons or whatever. You can only really use it in like in flight simulator games. And mm. I, I don't know. Flight sim was like, like the start of that, wasn't it? Really, you know, with yeah. All the custom controllers. 
I haven't seen. I'm sure there is these out there, but similarly, I'm sure there are some people crazy enough and into it enough for to do the same with train simulators. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. So I yeah. have train cabs oh, um, uh, and all the like, you know, the whoop, whoop, the wheels and stuff yeah. that have in trains. That'd be pretty cool, actually. I'm gonna look into that now. My well, dad would um, be totally into that. <laughs> there was um, I cannot remember her name. She's I'm sure she used to work for Eurogamer or um. Rock, paper, shotgun, transgender. She used to be on Jim Sterling's show. Oh, um, oh, Katie. Oh. I can't. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Oh, I know who you mean. Right. She's been on LGR. She. Stuart, Stuart interviewed her ages ago. She. Uh, I think she is. Uh, massively into this game. Like uh, Train Sim, whatever it is, three or twenty twenty three or Laura Kate Dale. That's it. Oh Lord, yeah. And she she yeah. will stream with a full kind of um, the full rig, so it looks it's got the kind of handle and the brake and everything like that and the pedals and stuff, and she will stream uh, Train Sim, and it's got the full kind of modded driver's compartment. Nice. That's impressive, yeah. Oh my god, people have made like yeah, full on like button boxes and everything just for train sim. I almost, when I was mad <sighs> into Elite Dangerous, I almost, oh yeah, I almost succumbed uh, and not just went for the kind of full on, you know, uh, Thrustmaster kind of flight stick, but also I, I started looking, talking about falling down a rabbit hole. I started looking how to make your own switches, make switch boxes, and and yep. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should stop playing this game. Maybe this is just <laughs> you don't that, have to that. stop playing the game just because you you want to you want to build a button box. Yeah. Do Do you think that occasionally you get unhealthy relationships with things, and then you don't know how to quit them or make them healthy? So no, I know how to quit, quit them completely. Them. I know. Uh, yeah, because like that's... you've you've just mentioned that like you quit playing games because because you got obsessed with them. You've quit Instagram because you spent too much time on it. You've qu- what else did you say? Twitter and TikTok. Have you finished yeah. TikTok? I think so. Didn't last. TikTok lasted less than a week. I think. I think I was beyond the def- demographic for that. I think but... the next one is you're going to start buying too much on Facebook Marketplace, so you're going to have to yeah. stop. You're going to have to delete Facebook, and then. Soon, I don't even know what will happen to I, us I, chatting on Discord and stuff. I am, I'm very lucky. I quite, I look forward to my mornings at 8 a.m. and see who's awake <laughs> for that point. It's nice. Um, no, I'm very lucky with Facebook Marketplace because I don't, because I don't need one. I don't currently own a car, so my wife drives our car and I don't need it. So mm. I, I'm not going to jump in. Otherwise, I'd have come and got the uh, racing rig from your house, Nick. in the car, and come and got it. <laughs> Um, so I am I'm happily um, marooned in the darkest depths of North Wales. Um, so Facebook Marketplace around here is uh, use kids trainers three for a tenner or something like that. You know. Mm. Uh, so I'm I, that's yeah. I quite happily sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace, but if anybody wants a tumble dryer, you know, I was going to say let me know, but I'm not on any <laughs> social media, so it's fucking hard, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot. Are we allowed to swear uh, on this or not? Yeah, you can swear. Oh, that's all right. Well, a hard, um, out, a hard out of social media. That's me. Fair. 
all right, shall we move on then? Um, young Nicholas, what have you been playing? I've been playing precisely two games, <clears throat> other than racing games. Um, okay. I'll start with the latest tell me, one. Yeah, tell me about Hi-Fi Rush. So, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, this obviously dropped in the, was it Day of the Developers or something they called it? The Xbox, Microsoft. Um, it's, it, it's Microsoft trying to do like a Nintendo Direct. Or the Day of the Devs. Day of the Devs, that was it, yeah. Yeah. So effectively, they all of their game studios um, had a random YouTube presentation where they showed off uh, up, updates for all of their games. So, you know, there was a bit of Redfall from Bethesda um, and the, the new Minecraft Dungeons game that's coming out, which actually looks pretty cool, uh, um, mm. strangely, and random bits and bobs. And they dropped a... a surprise announcement that was actually leaked the previous day but i didn't take much too much notice to that and it was one of those we're announcing the game oh and by the way it's released now on game pass and it's from the developers of the evil within and the evil within 2 but here's mm. the surprise it's a good game oh um, the evil within game is not good i've i've heard nothing but bad things about them oh okay I thought the second one was meant to be the first one was meant to be meh, and the second one was meant to be pretty good. I don't, I'm I'm not I sure about the second. I heard a lot of bad about the first one. So, um, but anyway, a completely different game to Evil Within. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is a cartoon style game um, set to music, and the whole um, the whole world moves to the beat of the music so you have it's almost like a metronome of things happening on the clap 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 and um it's it's kind of like a beat em up brawler with some platforming elements <clears throat> where um if you um land attacks on the beats and the combos on the beats uh they become stronger and you get you know buffs and like critical hits and stuff based on that so it's quite um what was that 2d top down one Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yes, I think. yeah, it's very much like yeah, that. Yeah, where yeah. you could you could do stuff off the beat, but you would get better buffs if you do stuff on the beat, and yeah, if you hit combos if you do it on the beat, and blah blah blah. Like um, um, that Metal Helsinger game that came out recently as well. Yes, um, it seems to be a trend that's coming back up pretty like recently. Yeah, and I'm all for it because it's mm. great. It makes it turns kind of a generic brawler into quite an interesting game with 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 trying to hit stuff on the beat and it's also got quite a good licensed soundtrack i think there's 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 about eight tracks that are licensed um so the first boss fight is uh set to uh nine inch nails one million which is absolutely brilliant to but if you can imagine if you can hear the song um the enemy wave attacks do it in time with the music when it goes do 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 is like the boss attacking in those in, in in time with that. Okay. Really good. Um and mm. really well done. So it's they've they've there's a lot of original music for the game, but when they bring licensed music in, it's very good. There's also the Nine Inch Nails cover of uh, Perfect Drug in it as well. Mm. Um so yeah, I'm really into that. Um really good. Um the the game is really it borrows a lot from sort of 2000s PS2 goofy games, and I think it's the better game for that. 
um it it kind of leans into into that kind of uh humor and comedy um and yeah just having a really good time with it it reminds me of two games in particular for different reasons um the aesthetic and the vibe are very jet set radio um mm. the way the character mm. moves is very similar and just you know comic style light cell shading it just looks the same it feels the same it's got a very similar vibe with all the music going on and the other game it reminds me of is sunset overdrive which again kind of leans into that kind of way yeah um it's not That's an open world like sunset overdrive but mm. It, mm. it it has the same kind of vibes so if you're into any of those two games and also good music and a decent brawler then i think this might be a game for you and uh, how long to beat says that it's like eleven to twelve hours to complete. Yeah, I think I've played about Which half is of it. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's it's pretty manageable. good. Yeah, more short games, please. Um, yeah, I've I've got this one uh, downloaded. I haven't uh, tried it out yet because I'm desperately trying to finish something else first before I start a new game. But I'm I'm itching to play it. It looks so good. Um, everyone seems to be really enjoying it, and. Uh, I didn't even know there was Nine Inch Nails on the soundtrack, and now I'm absolutely desperate to play it. <laughs> I looked at the track listing. It's um, it's quite eclectic. It, it goes all over the like place, doesn't it? Yeah. Two Nine Inch Nails songs. Uh, Black Keys. Keys. It opens with Black Prodigy. Keys. Yeah. Uh, Zwan. Do you remember Zwan? I don't. The Billy the Billy Corgan supergroup. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were not very good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that song. Maybe that song's decent. I hope it is for the sake of the soundtrack. But yeah, Zwan was one of Billy Corgan's weird hmm. projects. Um, yeah, I, I love the look of it. It's it is very. It looks very um, early two thousands Sega when they were doing a lot of drugs. I think. Yeah, I, uh, I could see a this being a, ga- a, a Dreamcast game. It would fit mm-hmm. right in on that on that console. Yeah, and I like that aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, and there's a cat, and we all know that games are better with cats. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so yeah. or dogs, there are dogs in games as well. Uh, yeah, I'll take a cat if I can't have a dog. Fair. Um, the other game that I've been playing mm-hmm. uh, is kind of finally a um, concession for me, I suppose. Um, so. The first ever episode of Lapsed Gamer Radio that I appeared on, mm-hmm. a certain game had just come out the week before, and I would say a good 75% of that podcast was all of you guys talking about this game and me being like, I am not interested in this game whatsoever. And I think mm-hmm. at one point I posed the question because you were all sort of talking about it and, and stuck in the conversation of sort of how good it was, but also how big it was and how many systems there were and blah, blah, blah. And I think at one point I just, I turned around and said, but is it a good game? <laughs> and none of you could actually answer the question. Um, yeah. So it's been a very long time and a few systems later and I have finally bought on sale Red Dead Redemption 2. Um. I'm not a massive amount in. I think I'm about 10 hours in. So um, probably about, you know, a 10th or maybe even a 20th of, of the actual game. But so far, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I've It's been a while since I played a Rockstar game and I was kind of itching for 
their massive worlds of intricate systems and how life revolves around um and that's what i kind of like about rockstar games is they usually have a goofy story that i don't care too much about it but it's fun enough to to play through um but the actual worlds that they craft and create are usually pretty cool and interesting just to be in an experience yeah and that is what i'm enjoying the most about red dead redemption 2 um the story seems fine so far Mm-hmm. Um, there were there's there's a section in the snowy mountains for a while, and then you sort of go back down uh, into into the main sort of um, plains and camp mm. out, and that, and that's kind of where it's more like the original Red Dead Redemption, where you just sort of like hopping between places and and doing jobs, um, which as is the Rockstar flow. Um, but yeah, the some of the systems seem mad busy and complex um yes like going hunting in red redemption 2 it was just sort of like you spot some deer and you just shoot them with a bow whereas red Dead redemption 2 has like you can find tracks and then you can trace this the scent of the trail and you've got to track that and then you can maybe put some bait down and it's almost like monster hunter levels of Mm -hmm. of tracking Mm -hmm. and, and trailing animals and stuff in that um which is interesting but again i don't i don't know how much it's needed but like i say um i'm enjoying living in that world um for now at least and the story's mm. fine keeping me interested but it's just it's nice to play another rockstar game um with that kind of uh feeling yeah uh, i've been playing it as well uh because it finally dropped to a a price where i was like ah why not because um, I played it on PS4 originally, and um, I played all of it in the space of about two weeks, um, and was kind of cramming towards the end because I just wanted to get it finished, and it ended up feeling a bit cold on it because um, all of the systems and the traipsing back and forth across the map mm. uh, with no like you know fast travel system really. Um, I know no like easily usable fast travel system. After a while, it's it started to wear me down, and uh, and I ended up coming away from the game thinking uh, less of it than than I may have if I'd taken my time with it a bit more. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm taking I'm fully taking my time with it. It I've got to say first of all, it runs so mm. well on PC, it unbelievably. Does. I ended up turning DLSS off because um, I thought. Um, I thought DLSS might like you know help me get like uh, I w- with with DLSS on I was getting like you know about ninety frames a second with everything turned up to ultra, and I'm playing on an ultra wide monitor, a fourteen forty p, and I turned DLSS off and I was still getting like eighty frames a second. I was like, this is this is I, anything above sixty is a bonus, for this sort of game really. Yeah. Um it's buttery smooth. Uh, have, have it's so well optimized, really yeah. good um no real popping or anything like that it's just it's been absolutely stunning um as compared to like the the ps4 version which is still like technical marvel but you know ran at 30 and had some visual problems from time to time um the systems uh yeah you're right there are a lot of them there's a lot and there's just systems on systems for everything like um maintaining your horse 
by having to yeah. occasionally like get your brush out and and clean the horse or like you know and, and um uh feeding the horse to make sure that it's like health and stamina stays up and that whole system would like you have like health stamina and dead eye core and yes. then you top those up you with certain items up. and then when the core is full that your dead eye your health and your stamina replenishes yeah like that system's a little bit convoluted is um, there's the one where well to... you get too hot so you have to drink water and you've got to keep, like you've got to keep your temperature and changing and your outfits yeah different outfits for different uh temp- for different climates uh and you have to like carry them on your horse um some of the things i like i like the fact that uh you know occasionally you have to clean your gun because yeah. you know they get dirty and like uh you'll have clean the weapon to make it's a fairly simple system but but uh, I, I very much prefer that kind like of system that. to ones where um your gun just dies after a while yeah that was quite i know i know what you're backhandedly um what you're what you're having a dig at i'm not even going to mention it i'm not going to bring that game up here um which game was that again i can't I'm not going to bring it up it here was. i think it was, the the one. I think it's that. it was on the switch wasn't it <laughs> Yeah, the greatest game that's ever been made. Um, no, I like the. I like the. I have completely lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Cleaning <laughs> weapons and stuff like that. Um, ding ding derailment. I like that. Uh, you know, you, when you're out and about, you know, there's only a certain number of weapons you can take with you, and the yeah. rest of them, like you store on your horse. Yes. Um. I like the 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 whole hunting system where like you want to if you want to get like a really good quality pelt from an animal you're going to want like a clean kill with a bow or you know a low caliber rifle you're not going to want to pepper it with like five shotgun shells because yeah. you'll just get a shit pelt from the animal then um yeah the, the systems like that I really enjoy um I really like the open the open world uh some of the mini games, just the vibe. I'm a I'm a sucker for a good western movie, um, uh, and so I just like the vibe of just hanging out in that world, uh, which makes the multiplayer even more disappointing than it probably would be in it otherwise. Uh, Red Dead Online, I haven't even bothered playing it on the PC, uh, and they are it's in maintenance mode now. They're not making any new content for it. Um, because it does not make enough money compared to GTA Online. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like it because it was it was um, I had the same problem with that that I have with Sea of Thieves. Uh, multiplayer just became a grief fest. Um, so like you you'd load in and instantly just get murdered by other people. Um, yeah, uh, it's still really good. I'm really enjoying it. Have you played this one, Gare? Yeah, I I. Must have put in like twenty hours. The, the one thing about Rockstar games that always gets me is that, uh, just by sheer bloody mindedness, they will put in uh, button layouts that are completely um, different from every other one. Different buttons will do different things on a Rockstar game than you would mm-hmm. find on any other game. And on, I played it on the PS4. And you couldn't remap the buttons, so that was going to be my my question. Actually, is whether you can remap the buttons on this to play it how you would. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm not sure either, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> Possibly. I, had, I didn't bother looking into it. That's the no, bit they all kind of made sense to me from the off. Yeah. But... Well, I didn't. I don't know. I got used to doing X for certain things, and then X became something completely different. And like, oh, no. Even if you can't, I suppose you could remap them using... What sort of controller do you use? Uh, I've got uh, just a, a normal controller. i got a, uh, an Elite one, so an old Elite. An Xbox you, yeah. controller. You can change the key binds on PC, apparently. Cool. Okay. Then yeah. I might I might pick this up, especially if you can do it. Because yeah. if I can sit in front of the TV and play this in handheld mode, that'd be great. Be well up for that. Oh yeah, well playing it on the Steam Deck. Mm. Ah, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, that would be good actually. Mm. Uh, it can be. Yeah, when you're not doing like the missions. Uh, and if you're just hanging out in the world, it, is, it can be an incredibly chill game to play. Yeah. Uh, just riding about, seeing the sights, doing some hunting. Random quests and playing come some to you, poker. Yeah. yeah, doing the random quests, finding like... Um, Did you ever do some, that? It, there's some really good like emergent storytelling that just happens out and about in the world, and it's not a side quest that's marked on the map or anything like that. You'll just be like... Like I stumbled across riding about found some bloodstains mm. <laughs> on the ground and then followed the bloodstains and found like the the remnants of someone who'd been like ritually murdered and strung up under a bridge and then I was like they'd written like look upon my works uh, and it's like doesn't give you a quest or anything like that you just been like okay there's a serial killer about I'll keep an eye out and see if I see anything more um, it does stuff like that really well just like cool little emergent stories um <clears throat> just don't do what i did don't rush it don't try and cram it just take your time with it uh and yeah you'll probably enjoy it more than i did the first time because I, I was quite harsh on it by the time i finished it mm. but yeah it's good um should i chat about what i've been playing then no uh okay i won't well apart <laughs> from red dead redemption 2 um i'm playing i've been playing like lots of uh, stuff that like i honestly just do not want to talk about anymore because i think i'm boring everyone so i won't talk about destiny or um marvel snap anymore because i think everyone's sick to death of that but i've been playing a little game called potion craft alchemist simulator um played a little bit of it on xbox uh and then jumped over and played some more on pc uh, if you have the option, play it on PC. It's quite fiddly on the Xbox for the controls, but it's basically a um, uh, who is spamming emotes in the Google Doc. What is going on? <laughs> I'm not touching anything. What's going on here? I don't even know how you do that. Um. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, anyway, uh, yeah, so um, <clears throat> Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator, it is a, as it says, it's an alchemist, alchemist simulator. Basically, you run a potion shop. Um, the whole thing is presented in, like, um, sort of medieval art style, the sort of stuff that you would see in, like, uh, what do they call it? What are those sorts of art that, like, monks used to do illumination is that what it's called maybe i think it's called illumination you know the art that they would use they used to do in like 
in religious in the, books. In the first line mm. of the uh, of the book, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the first it's like it's all presented in that sort of like art style. Um and you're basically like uh like the general loop is like you get up in the morning, you go to the garden like, this is all presented in like screen, so you your bedroom you go down from the bedroom screen down to where your alchemist shop is, and then you can go across to the garden and collect some ingredients, and then you go back to the alchemist shop. And the way it's it's done is like each you have like a map. This is going to sound really weird when I explain it. So you have a map, uh, and each ingredient will take will take your uh, position on the map in a certain direction. So like an ingredient may go like up and to the left and then down, or it may do like a spiral motion or a curve or something like that. Um, and so what you do is you'll like take your ingredient and you'll grind up in your pestle and mortar and you drop it in the cauldron and then you start cooking it and then your position on the map will move according to the way that 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 thing that ingredient does and you're moving around the map until you reach these certain points and when you get to those points uh you'll discover oh i've, I've made a health potion and then that will be marked on the map as like this is how you make a health potion and then you can like save uh in your book the ingredients that you used and the cooking method and everything like that that made that health potion. So then you can like instantly make health potions from that point on. Um, the but but then there's like but there's there's obstacles on the map that you want to avoid because you can like ruin your potion if you go into like these areas with like these skulls and crossbones or anything like that. Um, and so it's like your you're sort of navigating a, a almost like a labyrinth. The map is big and full of the map is big and full of terrors, um, and you're navigating this to like make more and more complex potions, uh, trying to use the fewest the the, the 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 least number of ingredients to make it as efficient as possible, and then you're selling those potions to the punters that come into your shop, um, and they'll come in and they'll be like. Um, oh, uh, uh, I burnt my hand. I need something to make it feel better. You're like, okay, right. So you want a healing potion, or you'll get someone who comes in and says, like, uh, I found a, a a a chest and I want to break it open. And so you're like, okay, a uh, strength potion or something like that. Like you, you have to. Sometimes it, it sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes it's quite difficult to sort of determine what they want. Um. So part of the game is like figuring what sort of potion it is they want, figuring out how to get the your get to the point on the map that will unlock that particular potion, um, and then streamlining the whole process. Um, my other half played a lot more than I have. Later on, you you are uh, basically you unlock um, another set of equipment in the basement, which lets you like use minerals and things like that to focus your potions and to alter them in certain ways and you can like do combinations where you can have like a, this is a potion that heals and does something else as well or, or whatever um there's quite a lot to it it's the game is still in early access uh, and there's a roadmap of stuff that they're going to set to add to it one of the things i really hope they add is more music because at the moment there's one piece of like music that's very pleasant, um, sort of like medieval chamber music, that sort of plays in the background. But it is the only piece of music in the game. 
that just plays endlessly on a loop. Um, so some more variety in that particular area would be nice, especially for longer play sessions. It's like, it's not offensive, but after a while it's like, I would quite like to hear something, anything different. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I, it's a really neat little game. Um, it's on Game Pass. It's well worth playing. Just go in with the knowledge that it is in early access. It's not a finished product. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I quite like it. Uh, Sounds I good. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, sorry, Gare? No, I was going to say, I, I haven't got around to playing it yet because I'm stuck in the Moonlight Loop, but I mm-hmm. bought a game called Strange Horticulture, which is... Uh, a very similar kind of vibe. You run a, mm. a shop and and make potions and tinctures and, and bits and pieces like that uh, and uh, solve a mystery. And I was quite mm. uh, I was quite looking forward to listening to you give me an overview of potion craft alchemist simulator just uh, to see. It's already on the wish list, but it's not yeah. that expensive. It's only about eleven. Well, I've just checked actually. It's eleven thirty nine as of day of recording. Um, I'd say it's worth a punt for that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's good. I quite like it. Um, the only other game I've got to talk about is um, creeping ever so so much closer to the end of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I've been doing uh, more and more grinding on that. Um, I have reached... Uh, so uh, Ichiban has like personality traits um that you level up to make him more passionate or more charismatic more intelligent uh and so on um and they they give like permanent uh resistance boosts to certain types of attacks but they're also tied to romance options and there's like six people in the game that you can romance and to to fully like see the end of their romance options you need to be like uh level 10 like the, the most passionate or the most charismatic or the most intelligent uh, or the most charming or whatever in each of these ones. Um, and then you can go on, you can end up like romancing all of them. The fun thing it does though, is that once you've reached the, all of those, you find another like side quest that pops up. Um, and in that side quest, all of your girlfriends find out about each other. Uh, <laughs> and then they proceed to beat the shit out of, of Ichiban. Uh, in a very very funny cutscene, uh, uh, the bonus of which means that like at the end of it, he has like a plus ten defense boost permanently um, after getting his nuts kicked in uh, by all six of his girlfriends. Um, yeah, I still I continue to say that that, that game is is up there with um, Persona Four uh, and games like that. It's like one of the most fun JRPGs I've ever played. Um, absolutely love it. Uh, I think I'm done with side content and stuff like that, and I've done enough grinding now. I think I'm ready to just see the game out, uh, and then I may play some post game content. But um, I just want to get it finished so I can play some other games. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like it, and I I cannot wait for um, uh, Yakuza Eight. Uh, which will feature both Ichiban and Kazuma Kiryu from the uh, other six Yakuza games. Um, it's real good. Really like it. It's probably going to be in my game of the year list at the end of the year. It already, like it, yeah. Real like it. 
Anyway, um, that's what I've been playing. So, Nick, I'm handing the reins over to you. This is now the little pod of everything, half of the episode. Excellent. Well, we only have one thing to talk about each, so we don't really have a wheel this week. No. Uh, Unfortunately. Um, I know we've invested heavily in the wheel, but we can just leave it to gather dust for one one time. So, Gare. Hello. As always, you will go first. What... um, gaming <laughs> related media that is not a video game did you watch uh several weeks ago i watched tomb raider <laughs> which one uh the latest one with the lisiva kander in it okay oh not the classic angelina jolie one no no shame god they're hard to watch those films they are of <laughs> of a time um no the the latest one the uh, the the 2013 well it's based almost entirely on the 2013 uh game even down to the fact that she becomes a uh, a mass murderer after a moment of heavy reflection after her first kill mm. um it's 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 one of those where how to describe the film it's the standard kind of lara croft she's out of work she's a bike courier at the start um her father has disappeared. It's seven years and she's in the verge and I think does inherit uh, his business. And then something inside her, uh, the, the the craving to find out if her father's still alive because she believes it's true. So she goes hunting for him in the South Seas. Um, spoiler alert, she manages to find him after a, a pretty cool uh, shipwreck. Uh, kind of... Uh, section which is um one of the better bits of the film to be honest uh, and then it ends it gets into very tired and very kind of rote territory where um she's looking for her father oh dear i wonder if she'll find it there's no kind of what you like about these is like is it there has to be a will it won't it and you know a film's going to be kind of pretty ho-hum when there is no hint of mystery at all you know she's going to find it her father, who's played by Dominic West, um, and then pretty much the the only other ones, and it's I I love this actor's names, is is Walter Goggins plays the baddie in this, and that is if if anything is either a great actor's name or a really good country star, it's Walter Goggins, so he's he's the baddie in this. Um, and he's Walter pretty- Goggins is one of my favorite character actors. He's he's incredible. I love him. He's just he's been in some. He's been in some incredible films. Yeah, he's he's well. Most of them are cr- uh, uh, terribly underused in this. Uh, Alicia Vikander, who's oh, a pretty a, shame. a pretty good actress. Um, Dominic West, who I'm not entirely sure is a is a. I'm not, if anybody can enlighten me on to something something good that Dominic West has been in, he's kind uh, of just a bit Dominic Wire? Westy. Oh yeah, fine. So that's his. I knew he'd seen him in something good, but other than that, I was like, mm, "There has to be, there's something that, yeah, the wire sticks out." Anyway, um, it is pretty ho hum, um, which is why it ends up being kind of a six and a half out of ten, pretty much everywhere you look. Uh, it's almost beat for beat, exactly the same as the game. Um, Alicia Vikander is a good Lara Croft. She's not got pneumatic boobs or anything like that. She she looks exactly the same, pretty much, as the character in the 2013 game. 
Mm. It's watchable. It's better than Assassin's Creed, which <laughs> isn't saying much. Um, and pretty much most um, video game films, apart from the Sonics, which are... I'm, I I don't know if you guys have chatted about uh, the new Mario film with Chris Pine in it. Not Chris Pine. What's it? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. We've talked about it a bit. Mm, that's... Um, yeah, that just seems to be a train wreck, and I, I'm here for it. Yeah, but then we said the same thing about Detective Pikachu, and then that mm. was all right, and then the Sonic film looked like it was going to be wank, and then that turned out to be pretty good. So I still haven't seen the second Sonic film, but um, I don't know. It, uh, it seems like the animated um, video game adaptation movies have been pretty decent so far. Yeah. Like the recent ones. It's the ones where you get a, a Tomb Raider or a Assassin's Creed or something like that that has a, a serious uh, element to it. Mm. And then the games aren't. The games are just, you know, in the 2013 game, you're, you know, you've got huge automatons chasing you down through a burning uh, temple at the top of a mountain. And it's, yeah, it's a bit daft. Whereas this has to be kind of semi-serious and it, it never kind of pulls it off. Assassin's Creed being the poster child for this, where it tries to be... It, it's a game about flitting through history, killing famous people. Um, and it just took itself far too seriously. It would have been almost an outhouse film and it just failed miserably. Mm. And then yeah. the other bit I watched, which isn't video games, is Junior Bake Off. <laughs> which, if you haven't watched it, is great. Because it has a junior Jacob Rees Mogg on it, you just yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, it's, okay, you're gonna have to explain more than junior Jacob Rees Mogg. Yeah, right, we need so some context. They, they've they've changed the format of the show. It's still your baking show, but they 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 had in previous uh, series of Junior Bake Off, which is probably actually better than the the Big Boy one because the kids all help each other. Harry Hill's the best host in the entire show. And then the two judges, all, all, they do the kind of Mary Berry thing where they, they, no matter how much they kind of hate the food, they'll always find something good to say about it. They'll always be, oh, you whip that cream really nicely, even though the rest of it is on fire. Um, it, you've done really well to whip the cream. It's a lovely cream. But that's what was really good when Mary Berry was on the real one. Yeah. Because she always found something something redeemable and decent to say. Whereas Paul Hollywood's just a dick, so he likes tearing people apart. Yeah. And he's got his piercing blue eyes trademark, and that's his kind of shtick. So this, they've changed the format in this. It was anywhere from kind of like... I'm, I've got a feeling that the youngest they had on it was like eight, but the oldest they had on it was like 15. And that's that's really not a level playing field. So they've changed it now. It's like 9 to 12. And basically everybody in the final, but I think it was four in the final. One was 11, two were 12, and one was nine. Um, and they're all they're all great to watch because it's basically you're watching a kid have a car crash and make a cake at the same time. Um, but, but one of them was, and he was the only boy left. And he he seemed genuinely lovely because we watched the last episode and we were like, oh yeah, he goes because he's incredibly posh, um, and you can tell he goes to private school and you can tell that you know 
uh, he goes skiing and and does this and that and he, he you know he, he probably has a place in Montserrat or whatever um and then they the came nanny. to yeah and they came cuz there's there's a funny one I made this joke um on discord and I will repeat it cuz it's fairly innocuous and this like very very posh 12 year old um, is being judged by Liam Charles, who is a black guy from London. And Liam goes, uh, I can't remember what he was describing, but he said, that's amazing, bro. That's proper good. And I turned to the wife and went, there's a decent chance that 12-year-old Tom has never had a black man call him bro before. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's, it's very sweet. But we got to the final episode, watched the final. No spoilers, because... Uh, two of the finalists got three star bakers each and Tom was one of them but they kind of flicked to these kids faces and they are literally I felt the more I watched it the more I felt that this was kind of a little bit of um, voyeuristic torture porn because these kids are effectively just stress balls you can see them almost vibrating sitting in the chair when they're being judged at the end and they're going who's star baker and who's going home and they instantly crumble as soon as they're told they go home and they just crumble into nothing. There's tears and snot, and that's about it. But they they sit there and they just vibrate in just sheer stress. And one came in in a t-shirt which said "Calm is a state of mind." And you think these kids should not be going through this level of stress. So I kind of warmed Tom a little bit because in the final episode, he just doesn't have bags under his eyes. He's got Louis Vuitton kind of suitcases under his eyes. He's properly not had any sleep for days. Um, but it's, uh, all in all, it's just a nice watch. Um, mm. And I I would recommend it. it's on uh, whatever it is all for and uh, it's on catch and stuff like that. And if it's, it's very uplifting because Harry Hill is very, very funny with the kids. He's very good with the kids. And the kids just either get the joke or don't. And it's funnier when they don't get the joke. Mm. Uh, he's like talking about his mother going down the pub, uh, the duck pond of an evening after everybody else has gone to bed and I can't get the smell of mallard out of the curtains and stuff like that. It's just it's proper surrealist comedy, but with kids involved, it's just great. So, yeah, don't bother watching Tomb Raider. Go and watch um, Junior Bake Off. Off. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never watched any of the Junior Bake Offs, but um, I, might, I might give this series a watch if they've made it, uh, if they've done some changes. Mm. I did watch the, um, I think it was American Junior MasterChef. Have you watched any of that? Was that the one with, um, oh, what's it called? The Annoying Sweary Chef. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a judge on it. But it's amazing because you know how he normally is? He's just like the complete opposite. Yeah. He's like he's like like radiating dad energy and just calming kids down and stuff and like talking to them. Like he he doesn't soften too much, but obviously doesn't call them like a fucking sandwich and stuff. You're a fucking stupid sandwich. He doesn't do any of that, obviously. But um yeah, it's it's really good and it's quite incredible what sort of seven year olds can cook sometimes yeah scary yeah some of some of them are just like whoa okay um but yeah excellent so junior bake-off go watch that maybe maybe don't bother with uh tomb raider have you have you have you watched the angelina jolie tomb raiders recently not recently no. i loved them back in the day but i i was about 11 and 
it was 2003 or something. So I think 2001 like, was 2001. The there you go. Where yeah. I think didn't didn't one of them have a Linkin Park song in it? Uh, I just seen that Daniel Craig is in the first one. Yeah, what? I didn't know that. He's and the baddie, uh, isn't it? Chris Chris Barry from the Brit Ass <laughs> <Yeah>. Empire. <laughs> he's the he's her butler. Really? Yeah, he's her butler. <gasps> oh, he is. Yeah, I remember actually because I, I used to love Brit Ass Empire. We've been rewatching that actually. Um, <laughs> Christ, yeah. They, I I think they're probably of a time, but I'm also oh, kind yes. of intrigued. It scares me when you go, yeah, it's back in 2001, and I work out how old I was then. What was the second one? 2003. Mm. 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 Yeah, I was I was in my 30s then. I was about as old as you are now, Nick. Excellent. Yeah. So 2001, what I would have been. Um. Nine? <laughs> yeah, I'd have been nine. 2001, I would have been uh, 29. Nice. 2003 was the other one. Yeah, 2003 was that. Yeah. So yeah, as, as like a nine, ten-year-old, I enjoyed it, I think. I seem to mm. remember. But yeah, I'm. I'm not going to go back and watch it in a hurry. I don't think. No. Uh, Mark, oh, I'm did kind you of tempted to watch it now? We'll we'll suggest it for Ballyhoo. See what um, see what Andy says. But it's not got the rock yeah. in it, so probably not. No, the second one does have uh, Jerry Butler in though. Yeah, I remember. And the first one has Daniel Craig in. So yeah, As sorry. Anyway. I do remember Alex Ware. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Sorry. Um Yes, Mark, did you manage to watch a video game thing? I did. I what did. did you watch? Well, I, f- I followed the brief. Well done. Um so today I uh was trundling around trying to find something to particular to watch that was video game related uh and just so happened to stumble upon free to watch on uh Amazon Prime. The 2005 Uwe Boll movie, Alone in the Dark, the adaptation of the survival horror series that everyone is so fond of. Um, everyone definitely remembers Alone in the Dark, a series that I don't think they've made one of since the 360. Um, They're making a I new one. They are, com- they are, are bringing they? a new one out, yeah. Honestly. So thank you. So Alone in the Dark 5 was the last one. Uh, it was came out in 2008 the, the on 360. With, the thing with Alone in the Dark is it's one of those weird ones that goes back a lot further than you'd think, isn't it? Like it, it originally came out like the Amiga or something, didn't it? Oh, there was one in 2015. Uh, only came re- out on PC. Okay. There's, there's a new um, one coming out, though. Yeah. Um, I think they announced it last year. Yes, THQ mm. Nordic, one of the mm. ones that they bought a ton of IP of. I'm guessing it's going to be like a soft reboot. Um, I don't yeah. remember too much about the Alone in the Dark series. I remember playing the one that came out in 2008 and kind of enjoying it. I think it was one that I like. Um, I think it was a rental back when you could still rent games oh. from Blockbuster. <laughs> back when Blockbuster still existed. Yeah. Um, so the film is, I mean, 
it's got everybody's favorites in there. Uh, Christy and Slater, when he still had a drinking problem. Uh, Tara Reed, Stephen Dorff. Um, I, the film is, it's got like a 1% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, um, I wish it had been as entertaining as a film with 1% on Rotten Tomatoes would imply. Because uh, it wasn't so bad that it was fun. It was just kind of incomprehensible. So, Christine Slater plays Edward Carnby, like the main character of the series, who's a paranormal investigator and was formerly a member of this group called um, Agency 713. Uh, and he sees spooky things. Uh, and the beginning of the game at the beginning of the game at the beginning of the film he's brought some artifact back from south america and he gets in a taxi and then gets attacked by some dude uh who's like super strong and then they have a weird fight scene with like 700 cuts um and then a bunch of other shit happens and monsters and Stephen Dorff and more monsters and then the film ended uh, and I don't fully understand what happened uh, it was bad it looked incredibly cheap um, it according to Wikipedia it cost 20 million to make and took 12.7 million at the box office uh, it looks so much cheaper than 20 million dollars would imply um, some of the sets looked genuinely like they'd just they they borrowed them from the crystal maze um 20 million dollars in 2005 money as well yeah, yeah. i know right <laughs> um it's it's genuinely awful but not not entertainingly bad just don't bother with it really um it's just yeah incomprehensible boring shit action terrible special effects um, but it does mean they've got an excuse to talk about the man Uwe Boll, the legend uh, Uwe Boll, who I don't think we've spoken about on this podcast before because we haven't watched any of his films. Um, you guys familiar with Uwe Boll at, at all? German I filmmaker. I can't believe you boys haven't watched Far Cry or Postal. Or I mean, I know I've watched a lot of Uwe Boll films. I mean, we haven't watched one for the podcast, <laughs> oh. so we haven't talked about them. Like, I'm quite familiar with his his work um he made he made like a bunch of german films and then made his name in the early 2000s by doing a whole load of very bad video game adaptations so like the same year as alone in the dark uh he made a video a film based on blood rain that is in the name of the king which is based on dungeon siege <laughs> um he did uh, an adaptation of the game postal Mm. Um, he did the uh, he didn't direct. No, he didn't direct that when he was the producer for Alone in the Dark Two. Alone in the Dark Two is amazing. It is a direct sequel to the first Alone in the Dark that has a completely different cast. Um, love it. Just incredible. Uh, there's been a bunch of In the Name of the King films, including I love this title, In the Name of the King Two: Two Worlds. You can't put two and two together like that. That's uh, is that four worlds? Um, <laughs> uh, Blood Rain, 
uh, yeah, so he did the uh, first Blood Rain film, Blood Rain 2, Deliverance, Blood Rain, The Third Reich. Wow. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's still making films. His last movie game, uh, video game uh, adaptation was... Uh, I think that was 2014 was the last one that was a, a video game adaptation. But he's still making films. He made, he's got a film that's coming out this year. He made one last year. Um, but yeah, his his films are, his video game adaptations at least, are exquisitely bad. Uh, there's a, an infamous scene in the House of the Dead film in which all of the protagonists in the film start um, shooting all the, the zombies. Uh, and it's like, there's like jump cuts between the action and footage of the video game for some reason. You know, the video game that people like that shit game that, that you play in arcades. Mm. Like it wasn't even a home game. It's like an arcade video game. Um, but there's, 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 a, there's a beautiful moment in that, which is like perfectly encapsulates how bad of a, of technically how bad of a filmmaker Uwe Boll is. It's like, this action scene going on intercut with like bits of um video game footage and then there's a scene there's a shot where like the all the hero characters are like slowly in slow motion walking towards the camera shooting their guns and the camera's dollying out and then for a like a quite a few seconds at the end of the shot you can see the the end of the track that the camera dolly was on and it's it's so obvious and they didn't, like, the editor must have seen it and be like, fuck it. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> and Uwe Ball was like, fuck it. <laughs> Don't care. I'm just um, reading here on Wikipedia. It says that in 2008, um, apparently he promised to retire if an online petition asking well, him before to do so then, received a million signatures. Before then, there was the uh, Raging Ball incident in which he challenged his critics to a boxing match. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Uh, Uwe Boll is quite a he's a he's quite a big lad. Mm. He's 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 built. Um and yeah, he ended up going through with it. I think there's some footage out there of him in a in a ring fighting his own critics. Which is <laughs> just incredible. Yeah, and then uh uh I'll yeah, I'll in, I'll in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you were saying in in, in 2008 promising to retire if there were enough signatures on a was it change.org or something? Petition online.com. Right. Um, Apparently it didn't reach a million goals, but uh, um, the a million goal. Um, yeah. It peaked at 353,000. But still, uh, 356,000 people felt it was, you know, enough that they would go on to peti- petitiononline.com and, and click a button. Yeah, I, that's still I a lot think, of people. I genuinely think this could be an LGR series. Not not one I want to be involved in, but I'll listen to it <laughs> from a distance. You suggested it, man. You've got to be involved in it. <laughs> We're going to have to watch House of the Dead. Uh, I, I and, want to watch all... Oh, you've I, seen uh, the Far Cry film is... Something else. Um, yeah, and it's... Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember the name of the actor. Uh, Till Schweiger. Yeah. Um, he plays uh, 
in um Inglorious Bastards. He's the um the the German soldier who they who they break out of prison. Yeah, Hugo Hugo Stiglitz. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um he's done a number of really really bad films actually. I, I, last time I checked his IMDb. Uh um we sh- we should definitely watch some. Okay, Uwe Ball we need films. to watch Far- yeah. the Far Cry film. Do you know why? Why? It's got Anthony Bourdain in. What? I don't remember that. Yeah, he's, he's on Wikipedia as being in it. Anthony Bourdain as Tad Chanko. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't remember that at all. So we have to watch it now, just because. Yeah. And it's definitely yeah, it's definitely that Anthony Bourdain. It's not another one. <laughs> <laughs> just happens to have the same name um, good luck boys yeah. godspeed oh and Clint Howard as well Ron Howard's brother you'll have seen him in loads of things he's got a very distinctive face um, yeah we should watch some um, some Uwe Ball films for for the podcast for sure I'm sure Andy will be down, down for it they're Probably. so bad Andy loves that, a bad like, film yeah, uh, the, the, he's done some of his films are like the entertainingly bad, yeah, um, type. It's just Alone in the Dark. I picked a really bad one to watch. Alone in the Dark was just boring. Hmm. Don't watch it. I might watch the sequel though. I just, I just like the idea of a direct sequel with completely new cast. <laughs> like they obviously couldn't get. By the time the sequel came out, um, Christine Slater had like had stopped drinking and gone to rehab and it's like oh we can't get him now he's not <laughs> drunk enough <laughs> basically it <sighs> Excellent. yeah all right um we'll not watch that then um okay so for my contribution um really uh thought long and hard about a something video games that i could watch um and i came to the decision that i should just watch what everyone else is watching right now which is the last of us yeah. Um I've not watched the third episode yet. I've only watched one oh. or two. Okay. The third episode I will hear, break you. Yeah, I, I hear the third episode has some heavy stuff. Um mm-hmm. so I'm going into this quite interestingly because I've never played The Last of Us. Okay. Uh, which comes as a shock to quite a lot of people when I say, I've never played The Last of Us and they're all like <gasps> Um I just never got around to it basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, um but TV show's pretty good so far um yep i think it's directed by neil Druckmann, um which i don't know if he's actually directed tv before or, or films or if he's no only gone but from Naughty like, Dog, but if I mean, you watch like the making of um the last of us he was basically directing actors the the way that you would in a film or tv show the only difference is they were wearing like motion capture suits yeah. and they were in like you know a big white room rather than on a set or whatever he has directed actors which makes sense you know um but he's pretty you know i have to say it's 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 really good like as a directorial um Mm. debut it's um he only directed the second episode though the first one was directed by craig mazin okay fair enough the co-show runner with yeah so So yeah i only noticed it because i watched one on Friday, and I watched one today. And when I watched today, I was like, "Oh, it's it says directed by Neil Druckmann." I was like, "Oh shit, he's yeah. actually directing it himself." Mm. Um, 
yeah, really good. I w- when this was announced, I wasn't sure what to think because well, we've all been there, haven't we, with TV uh, adaptations and and particularly with The Last of Us and and horror, mm. you you wonder how they can translate it to being good because gameplay is completely different to what works with script and TV and stuff. So, um, yeah, but honestly, really good. Um, I mean, the- I, th- I think this one uh, kind of people were already. Well, expectations were higher for this because it's the guy who made Chernobyl is the yes. showrunner. Yeah. And, you know, Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey and, you know, like really good cast. Yeah. Um. So it opens and, and explains sort of the introduction and how Joel got where he is, I suppose, in the story. I'm not sure how, obviously, because I've never played it. I'm not sure how well it follows the the game's storyline but uh, there's a guy called Joel and a girl called Ellie so yeah. that's basically makes, all I know it makes a few changes okay, um, to the storyline in the first two episodes the third episode is actually quite a big deviation to what happens in the game um, all of this pretty much all the changes so far have been uh, I think improvements on the game It's it's just basically adapting this making changes to the storyline so it flows better as a tv show as opposed to the story in a video game where you're directly interacting with what's going on yeah but on the whole it follows the the, the game that those first two episodes very faithfully hmm. i really enjoyed how it started which was sort of like a tv show where there was um, that's completely new yeah there was there was a that, guy in the beginning of episode two that stuff wasn't in the game at all I can't even remember what the start of the episode two. The the woman in Jakarta. Woman in Jakarta, yes. So yeah. they're, they're kind of adding adding different people and bits and bobs, filling out the world, which kind of makes yeah. sense because you don't get that in games, do you? You get your point of no. view. You don't get other people's point of view necessarily. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they had like an epi- two epidemiologists, didn't they? Talking on on the TV show. Uh, one of them mm-hmm. says, "Oh, a pandemic's the worst thing that's going to happen," and the other guy says, "Fungus." And and the pandemic guy's like looking at him as if he's crazy um and he basically talks through the what the plot of what's going to happen in in mm. the last of us um which is like fungal infection which thrives in humans um and yeah really really pleasantly surprised i think so far um it's again because it's kind of a zombie thing you kind of draw on ideas think oh is it just going to be the walking dead again is it just going to be this again which you mm. know i guess i think that'll depend on how long it stays but I, from what i gather it's just is it just going to be this series or is it going to be two uh two series so this series two. uh apparently will be the plot of the first game and the left behind dlc and then the second series will be the plot of the second game which i haven't hmm. played and I'm... but the second game is quite a lot later isn't it it's it, it skips is. quite a lot. Um, like 10 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, IMDb ratings so far, sorry, Rotten Tomato ratings so far are off the charts. Like The mm-hmm. first one got a perfect score. Mm. Second episode got 95 and then 96 for the third. So, yeah, it's looking all right, isn't it? Gare's falling asleep. Oh, I think he was just looking down at <laughs> Um, Gare's not a fan of the Last of Us game. Um, no, I, I think you'd enjoy the TV show though. 
I yes. will watch the series. Um, yeah. Well, I watch I watch a couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm in a smaller camp than than Nick is that I don't like The Last of Us at all. So fair. Um, there was a lot of controversy when the game when the when the show first launched uh, when it first came out about how um, so in the in the uh, in the game the um, infection is spread by like bites like bites. it is in the show but also by spores hmm. uh, and so you had like as a gameplay mechanic areas in the game where there'd be lots of spores and, you know, the character would have to put on gas masks and stuff like that. Hmm. And they decided not to do it in the TV show. And lots of people were like, oh, I don't like this. They're making changes and blah, blah, blah. Um, then they explained it. That, like Craig Mazin explained it. And it was like, the spore thing works as a video game concept. But in, in, in real life, like, if the infection was spread by spores, then everyone would have just been infected. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't be able to know where spores are. Yeah, spores not, don't just clump in one area. It's not like you have like, like a, they blow a around bit of on the midges wind. that you can see. Yeah, yeah, they'd be everywhere. And it's like, so it would either be like, everyone would have been infected immediately and the game, the story wouldn't happen, or everyone would have to wear a gas mask all the time. Yes. Um, I guess so they've kind of got it. the bit with the weird tentacle. Fluff. Yeah, so they talked about like um, fungus, like. Um, like mushrooms aren't like you know, and fungus aren't like just individual. Well, I don't want to say plants, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, they they have a network. The la- I, I learned actually in an episode of QI years ago that the largest organism in the world is a fungus. There's like huh. one patch of fungus somewhere, and they're like, they're, there's hundreds and thousands of these, but they're all connected underground by connecting like tendrils and, yeah. and whatnot, and so. That's the direction they're going in, and the, the 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 fungus being like a network that's connected by tendrils. So, um, so that bit isn't in the game. No, I'm kind of disappointed in that because I thought that was really fucking cool. <laughs> Basically, it's I know it's the sort of thing that like, but but this is another thing. It's like it's also like uh, changes that like make it flow more like a story than a video game. But it's also this is an opportunity for Neil Druckmann to like make improvements to the world that he co-created this is something we should mention bruce strally who co-created the game is not credited in the tv show he came out uh recently and said he didn't so much kick up a stink and like i should be credited uh as he said like the reason the the fact that he is not included in the credits is yet another uh argument for unionization of video game workers because um, he co-created that game mm. um he left naughty dog afterwards uh he wasn't the writer but him and neil Druckmann co-created that that uh world they they he was the co-director the game. as well he was the game director yeah whereas i'm guessing the neil Druckmann was a creative director probably. he neil Druckmann directed the actors and bruce shreddy was more involved in like the gameplay aspect of it from what I understand but they created the game together yes and his name doesn't appear in the credits it's kind of fucked mm, very much so. um and i'm guessing that's because he's left naughty dog now so he left naughty dog a, a good long time ago that's that's been Uncharted a 4 came out. 
thing that like Rockstar have been accused of in the past, isn't it, of um, mm-hmm. not crediting people who've left the studio. Um, yes, that's been a big thing, and I'm, I think Naughty Dog have have been accused of that also. So, yeah, minimizing the or uh, or, or ignoring the ignoring importance yeah. that like people like Bruce Strelly and Amy Hennig and people like that had. Yeah, uh, a Naughty Dog. Um, it's like they don't really exist, and it's it was all Neil Druckmann. And I'm not trying to say that like Neil is like an egomaniac and. That is the way he wants to portray himself, but he's a, you know, he's a, it's his name that's all over everything now. Yes. And also, if we probably best not to forget the, the stories of how badly that team were crunched towards the end of development of The Last of Us Part Two, uh, and presumably previous games before that as well. Um, so, but leaving that aside. The TV show is fucking great. Uh, episode three is going to break you. Uh, episode four, we're recording this on a Sunday. Episode four comes out tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to it. There's only the ten episodes this season. Ten episodes is usually what a HBO yeah. show is. Yeah, yeah ten episodes. Um, there's a lot of story to cram into ten episodes. Um, mm. so I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they cut. Uh. Good. Yeah, I've just seen that. Um, apparently, Bruce Straley was also not credited as a writer for Uncharted Four either. Mm, that's a shame in the game. Yeah, don't know whether his leaving was acrimonious in some way or or not. I don't know what he's doing these days. He's um, setting up his own studio, by the looks of mm. Wildflower Interactive. Wonder what stage that's in, or whether there's, they've got a game in the works or not. Because like he, he left, he left Naughty Dog a good while ago now. I mean, yeah. So it seems he left Naughty Dog in. Let me have a look at this. So Last of Us came out in like 2012. I want to say it was towards the end of that generation. So he left in 2017. Naughty Dog. Okay, right. Um, he said that he found his energy focusing in other directions following his break after um, the release of Uncharted 4. Mm. So he had nothing to do with The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, no. He said his decision was to leave was also partly due to burnout. His relationship with Naughty Dog and Sony became strained. Following the lack of credit to Australia in the television series Last of Us, he considered the support for unionization in the video game industry, saying it was necessary to protect the creators. Um, since leaving, he was a story consultant on a VR get th- theater experience mm. called Chained a Victorian Nightmare. Um, and then um, he, him and his friends started prototyping and eventually decided to create the studio Wildflower Create Interactive, which was announced in July 22. Uh, okay. He's studio director and he wants the studio to be inclusive, equitable and collaborative. He's wor- operating in a fully remote work environment. Mm. So, I guess we'll see at some point what uh, what he's up to. Yeah, but I think it'll be good, whatever it is. Yeah, I hope so. People, hope people like him, things. you know. He he's you know. There's obviously a lot of people involved in in games and making games, but um, pretty much everything he's touched has been gold. So, mm-hmm. yep, sure. Yeah, if you look down the list of games that he worked on. Um, there's some absolute bangers in there. 
Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. The podcast has come to a screeching halt. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Completely ended everything there. Um. Excellent. So what have we got here? So that's everything that we've been watching. Yeah. Um. Free games. Everyone likes. Yeah. Free games. So. We forgot to mention in the last episode when we went through the list of like new shows and stuff like that we were going to do is we were also going to try and run down the free games that are available on various platforms that that uh, that, that month or whatever or that, that two weeks. Um, and then I put them down at the end of the show notes and then we didn't talk about it. <laughs> we did last time. No, we didn't. Did we not? Nope. I feel sure we did. No, I edited it and it wasn't in there. I was like, oh, fuck, fuck we forgot. Maybe we talked about it before. <laughs> I think we did. We definitely before talked we started about recording. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so we did talk about it. We just didn't, we hadn't hit record yet. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, we're Amateurs. just going to highlight like free games because everybody likes free games, right? Yeah, they're okay. Well, everybody likes not having to pay for video games. And we thought like we would highlight some that we think are particularly good. And uh, tell you to download them, basically. Yeah. Um, so I had a look earlier. Uh, so if, if you're listening to this, I'm going to try and get this one out on tomorrow. Um, so you have until the 9th of February to claim Dishonored, the Death of the Outsider from the Epic Game Store, completely free. You don't need to have a subscription or anything like that. You just need to have an Epic Game Store account. That was the weird half game, wasn't it, at the end? It was the standalone DLC yeah. Uh, after Dishonored 2 um, that is still very good and highly recommended and it like sort of wraps up some story elements um, adds some more context to that world that's uh, also on Game Pass isn't it because it's Bethesda it is on Game Pass as well yeah, yeah. but um, but obviously if you, don't you can play them there but if you just want to own it for free um, oh, yeah. sure. then get on Epic Game Store speaking of Game Pass uh, Persona 4 Golden uh, one of, if not the greatest JRPG ever made. It's currently available for free, along with Persona 5 Royal. Um, Persona 3 Portable. And Persona 3 Portable, yeah. Um, haven't played Persona 3, uh, but... Uh, and by all accounts, it's very good, but Persona is going to it's gonna have to be something really special to beat Persona 4 in, in my eyes, in yeah. terms of an incredible uh, JRPG. Um, and you might want to, so, if if you want to, uh, if you're at all interested in Persona Four, um, we may be doing a bit of a deep dive into that in a few months' time. So uh, yes. you might want to get it downloaded, give it a play, see what you think. Yeah, for sure. I might have to play it again. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Is, it's a lot of game, but I might I might just play that on the Vita because I still got my Vita card. But yeah, it's it's oh, such a good. Handheld. It's a real good handheld game, yeah. yeah. Um, probably a good one to get on uh, Steam Deck if you've got one of those. Yeah, I don't know who of us has got a Steam Deck. Mm, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> um, and then also well, I went and had a little this, look this, on... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say this is on Game Pass, yeah? Yeah. It's on Game Pass, yeah. So I have to, I have uh, to, crack, I have to crack my Steam Deck. It's on well, Steam no, it's, as it's well, on Steam you, as well. you have to pay for it on oh, Steam. Oh, yeah. It's well worth it, though, oh. I will say. For a JRPG. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. Very good. You're going to be telling um, me that, that a game that Mark likes is good? It's, I'm not sure. I, I love it as well. It's probably my favorite JRPG, closely followed mm. by Persona 5. 
Mm. Persona yeah. 4, then Persona 5. And they're both on Game Pass, so... <laughs> yeah. And I haven't played the royal version of... No, I haven't either. They added, bits, they added a few bits, didn't they? Gameplay improvements, graphical improvements, new content, a new character, a bunch of stuff. New, uh, new romance stuff in and options. New romance in options, yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, but also, if you have a um, Amazon Prime account, and of course you tied into that, you have a Twitch Prime account. Um, and I always forget to check like what's new on on the. Uh, Twitch gaming, uh, the Prime Gaming section. There's lots of like stuff you can um, like little add-ons for video games you can get. Most of which are for games I don't care about, but um, uh, they give games away for free as well. So at the moment, um, you can claim Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind um, to play through GOG, um, which is the best Elder Scrolls. It is so far twenty something years old now, but it's still really good. I mean, it's visually it's dated, but it's it's uh, it's it's still a cracking game. Um, well worth playing. Um, yeah, probably probably the best in terms of gameplay. Oh yeah, uh, of of the Elder Scrolls games. Um, but if that doesn't take your fancy, because that is a significant time commitment, there is a bunch of classic SNK games available for, for free. Um, uh, it's like checking, oh, I better check that these are um, these are not going to expire anytime soon, but they're all end, they're, all of these end in 297 days, so plenty of time to download, and there's like Metal Slug, Metal Slug 3, Metal Slug X, King of Fighters 2003, The Last Blade, um, the complete SNK 40th anniversary collection as well, so if you want some arcade gaming uh, goodness then uh, jump on that they're all i don't know how you play them um but you need to download the amazon games app uh to windows and then you can play them um yeah bunch of bunch of free games to play there yeah great stuff um yeah but uh yeah that's about it i think any anyone got any other business good you got anything you want to plug no, no. Go and buy a Steam Deck. It's very good. Okay. And possibly, All right, I'll just magic it, it, a money tree in my yeah, back just garden. Have a look in my pocket if, um, see if I've got a loose five hundred pounds. Have you Have you bought your knives yet? No. <laughs> I can't afford them yet, Gare. Um, I've asked for for my birthday. I've asked people to, to give me money so I can buy nice knives. I'm doing. What I'm, you're going to tell me is to use that money instead on a Steam Deck, isn't it? No, well, I'm 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 decide, trying to decide whether to use my birthday money, which is in ten days, um, yeah. to put that to put that towards uh, a Meta Quest Two. Well, what I would suggest is that you put that money towards uh, the shipping costs for uh, sending a Logitech G920. A G twenty nine and a uh, and and the stand for it from Barnsley. somewhere in Yorkshire to somewhere in North Wales. Don't dox yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Barnsley is such a small place that you know, <laughs> I can just say Barnsley and they're like, oh yes, take me to the one Nick that lives on the one street in Barnsley. It's got three houses on. All right, fair enough. Sorry, so, I, uh, I did. I genuinely, I did check. It's not as expensive as you think, and I used Hillsborough as the uh, as the 
<laughs> as the uh, point of collection. So um, I need to, ch- I need to change yeah, that probably. So my I? issue is, yeah, um, I can't find a box big enough to put the stand in. You might have to buy one. It's really big. Mm. That's my main thing. That's okay. The G twenty nine is fine. That you can see the box there. That's just, it's just the box yeah. that it's in. Mm. I can like put some paper around it and stuff. But yeah, the the stand is absolutely massive, and you can't really take it apart too much. I tried. That's fine. I'm I'm. It's it's a free gaming rig, so I'm quite happy. So if it comes mm. without one part that was going to get free and it's not there i'm very happy to receive anything and everything uh, you kind of need the stand though you can't you can't uh, can't really bolt a force feedback steering wheel to your desk and use it with it because it'll jolt fair desk if i around. did that i used to do that for a good while it jolts your desk around a bit though, doesn't it it wasn't too bad um but i had quite a sturdy desk so mm. Depends how sturdy your desk is. Okay, I built my desk, built it. so it's uh, <laughs> it's relatively sturdy. Oh, that that did a big <laughs> shake a, when you shook your camera. It your camera, camera shook, shook it. loads. Then <laughs> I was like, I've never said I was good at doing a building. I just it's a big thick desk, fair, pretty fair. much like me. Mm. <laughs> I'll try. And right. fi- I'll I'll find. I'll try and find a box to buy that's big enough for you. All right, just lump it down to Manchester in May. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> right, no, I've got nothing to plug, but reviews Fair of enough. MetaQuest 2, if anybody wants to, would be good. Fair. Uh, I would ask where people can find you online, but you deleted all of your social media apps. Yeah, so probably not deleted my podcast, deleted all the <laughs> socials, pretty much. <laughs> So look for Gare on the A Little Pod of Everything podcast, I guess. Yep. Available at all blind You're making Mark do your job for you. Come on. Plug. I know. I I, I had to realise then how much TV I have to watch for Thursday. So I need... I've already asked the missus for the uh, Disney login... Oh, the Apple login so I can can watch uh, Severance on my lunch hour because I promised to watch all that. So come and listen to yeah. us on a little pod of everything, where I uh, routinely leave it until the last minute to watch everything, and then uh, and then faff about giving a shit review while while the other two professionals around me make up for my lack of uh, lack of professionalism. <laughs> How's that for a plug? Very good. Thank you. Right, I think we can end it there then. Cool. Gentlemen, thanks very much for joining me. Yeah, thanks very much for for jumping in this episode. Anytime. Um, Pleasure to be on as always. Pleasure to have you. Uh, Thanks for the listener, uh, for listening to us. And uh, join us in two weeks when we will hopefully uh, jump back on our schedule and be uh, bringing you our um, first entry into the Laps Gamer Radio Hall of Fame, Half-Life 2. Uh, but keep an eye. Uh, subjects have changed. Just keep an eye on on Twitter at Labs Gamer. But um, the plan is that'll be the next episode. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Ta-ra! Bye. Coil power.
I'm a guest anyway, I don't care. First and last appearance. <laughs> Until you desperately need a guest. <laughs>